Programs, views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420 The Answer or Salem Media Group. On our giveaways during this broadcast are the responsibilities of the host and or producers of the program conducting the contest. All programs are subject to contesting giveaway rules and responsibilities mandated both by the FCC and by AM 1420 The Answer. Good morning, Ed. It's just Good you, morning, it's you and I today. We are. J.C. Sullivan, like uh, Sullivan took a trip to the south of France for the oh. weekend. And, well, it must uh, be nice. Colleen went uh, to Alaska, I think. <laughs> it went in two different directions. Yes. Well, they're so covering it, the world. They'll be listening anyway. So it's you and I. Eddie, at, um, at 1030, I'm going to have a couple of friends of mine calling in from New York City. Or we're going to call them. And that's Dennis and Mary McEnany. Uh, Mary was is from County Mayo. I've known her for years. And, of course, uh, Dennis also. So uh, they're going to be talking about New York. They're longtime residents of the city. I posted something on Facebook about it. So it'll be interesting to hear what they have to say. Uh, about life in the big city. Life in the Big Apple. It, yes. has, it has changed. It has. Uh, and uh, Dennis and Mary... They you don't want to drive through Times Square, at least the last time I saw it. <laughs> it didn't look good. No. No, there was people were beaten on the car. A lot of plywood, too. Yes. Okay. All right. Anyway, uh, we'll start the program uh, right on time today. We always chat too much. Somebody told me we talk too much in the early. But I said, look at look at about all the information you get. I know. Yeah. So, actually, 
I had a couple things I want. I did want to talk about, and it's uh, some presidential trivia. I love this presidential trivia. Did you know, for instance, that Washington, George Washington, set the precedent of kissing the Bible after the oath of presenting an inaugural speech? And that speech, by the way, his first one was written by none other than James Madison. Also, uh, John Adams was the first president to receive the oath of office from the Chief Justice. And the Chief Justice was Oliver Ellsworth. No Chief Justice has ever missed a presidential swearing in. And Thomas Jefferson, he was the first president to be inaugurated at the Cap Capitol building. That's a good trivia yeah. sometime in the future. I'll be asking you that now, keep in mind. And the first inaugural ball was held by James Madison. Now, this is one that I... Um, now, where was that ball held? Well, that ball was held in the ballroom. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the War of 1812 and, the, uh, and World War II forced the swearings in of James Madison and Franklin Roosevelt to be held at other locations uh, than Washington, D.C. And James Monroe was the first uh, inauguration to be held outdoors. So there's a lot of great, there great information. Good I got to see the phone is, is ringing. I'm going to run into the other room and get it. And in the meantime, we'll, uh, we'll start the program on a patriotic note, as we always do for the last five, six weeks or so. Here's Johnny Cash. I walked through a county courthouse square on a park bench, an old man was sitting there. I said, your courthouse is kind of run down. He said, no, it'll do for our little town. I said, your old flagpole is leaned a little bit, and that's a ragged old flag you got hanging on it. He said, have a seat, and I sat down. Is this the first time you've been to our little town? I said, I think it is. He said, I don't like to brag, but we're kind of proud of that ragged old flag. You see, we got a little hole in that flag there when Washington took it across the Delaware. And it got powder burned the night that Francis Scott Key said, watching it right and say, can you see? And it got a bad rip in New Orleans with Packingham and Jackson tugging at its seams. And it almost fell at the Alamo beside the Texas flag, but she waved on though. She got cut with a sword at Chancellorsville and she got cut again at Shiloh Hill. There was Robert E. Lee, Beauregard and Bragg and the south wind blew hard on that ragged old flag. On Flanders Field in World War I, she got a big hole from a Bertha gun. She turned blood red in World War II. She hung limp and low a time or two. She was in Korea, Vietnam. She went where she was sent by her Uncle Sam. She waved from our ships upon the briny foam, and now they've about quit waving back here at home. In her own good land here, she's been abused. She's been burned, dishonored, denied, and refused. And the government for which she stands 
is scandalized throughout the land. And she's getting threadbare and she's wearing thin, but she's in good shape for the shape she's in. Cause she's been through the fire before. And I believe she can take a whole lot more. So we raise her up every morning. We take her down every night. We don't let her touch the ground and we fold her up right. On second thought, I do like to brag. Cause I'm mighty proud of that ragged old flag. Well, John Cash singing the song that he wrote way back in 1975. We're coming up on the anniversary of 9-11. That'll be next week. And I was contemplating playing some of the songs relative to that terrible tragedy. But we're going to do that next weekend, even though I think the, the 11th is next Friday, I think. All right, we'll be doing that next weekend. In the meantime, here's something that reflects the uh, country, the um, <laughs> the problems in the north of Ireland for so many years. It's called the Orange and the Green here at the Irish Rovers. My father was an Ulster man, broad Protestant was he. My mother was a Catholic girl from County Cork was she. They were married in two churches, lived happily enough. Until the day that I was born and things got rather tough. Oh, it is the biggest mix-up that you have ever seen. My father, he was orange and my mother, she was green. Baptized by Father Riley, I was rushed away by car To be made a little orange man, me father's shining star I was christened David Anthony, but still in spite of that To my father I was William, while my mother called me Pat Oh, it is the biggest mix-up that you have ever seen My father, he was orange, and my mother, she was green with mother every Sunday to mass I'd proudly stroll Then after that the orange lodge would try to save my soul For both sides tried to claim me but I was smart because I'd play the flute or play the harp depending where I was Oh it is the biggest mix-up that you have ever seen My father he was orange and my mother she was green One day me mass relations came round to visit me just as my father's kinfolk were all sitting down to tea We tried to smooth things over, but they all began to fight And me being strictly neutral, I bashed everyone in sight Oh, it is the biggest mix-up that you have ever seen My father, he was orange, and my mother, she was green Now my parents never could agree about my type of school My learning was all done at home, that's why I'm such a fool they both passed on, God rest them, but left me caught between That awful colour problem of the orange and the green Oh, it is the biggest mix-up that you have ever seen My father, he was orange, and my mother, she was green Yes, it is the biggest mix-up that you have ever seen My father, he was orange, and my mother, she was green
It is 13 minutes past the hour of 10 here on the Irish Show on WHK AM 1420. Eddie is by the phone at 216-901-0945. Give him a call, 216-901-0945, or you can send us an email. I'll take care of that this morning. Colleen's not here, so you can email me at quinirishradio at yahoo.com. At quinirishradio at yahoo.com. 10.30 Dennis and Mary McEnany will be on the phone from New York City. We're going to be talking to them. But right now, here's a group from Sligo called Ada, and it's called Miss Cassidy's. <laughs> Some great music there from the uh, group Tieta. They were at the Westside IA a couple years ago. Brian Bigley brought them in. It was uh, just a wonderful show. By the way, one, uh, there is a song in Ireland really has uh, caught, caught on big time with all the radio stations. And it's a song called Open Up the Pubs. And it's by Pat Mulcrone. Now, Pat Mulcrone was a guest on this program last year. He came in and played some music with us. But he wrote this song. Uh, in response, I suppose, to the pubs being closed all over Ireland. 
And it's got a lot of airplay over there, so we're going to play it now for you right here in Cleveland, Ohio. And I don't know if Pat is listening or not, but I hope he is. So here's his, Pat McCrone singing, Open Up the Pubs. Open up the pubs and let the crowds back in. Open up the pubs and let our lives begin. Down now since I don't know when Won't you open up the pops And let the crowds back in Sitting on a bar stool With a pint in my hand Listening to the music Of a one-man band My long, lonely nights They will come to an end When you open up the pops And let the crowds back in I don't care whose arms I'm swinging Just as long as we're dancing And I don't want to order food I think it's all about the mood Just as long as there's music We'll waltz and jive and foxtrot too Maybe even sink a few Just as long as we're singing North or south, east or west Country music still the best Just let the pubs reopen Whoever thought this could happen That we wouldn't dance for so long I miss the sheer water on Sundays And our trips to Bundoran's all gone The nights we danced in the McWilliam then ended up with the same song The jivers I played for in Cavan Who sang every word to each song The dancers are longing and waiting For the day they'll return to the floor To meet all their friends and companions How I'd love to play for them once more Where did the good times go When will the beers start to flow Why are they still saying no Where did the good times go Where did the good times go that goes out to all the McCrones living here in Cleveland. Uh, Pat's two sisters live here in Cleveland, and it's always great to see them at all the events we go to. Eddie, did you hear what I just played? I know you yes. were in the... Uh, Open, Open up, up the pubs. pubs. And let the good times roll. Yes. Well, I, that's it. I grew my COVID-19 beard until I could get inside a pub and have a drink. Have you got inside? Who let you in? Huh? Why well, finally ended uh, up there at the trade winds with Murphy. <laughs> Jack. <laughs> Jack Murray. Yeah. Uh, does he have those masks that you stick a straw through? A or something like that. Yeah, well, we usually go Jack, over there. Jack after Murphy has everything. After after we play a little golf on Thursdays, we uh, we head over there. Oh, we got it. Our good buddy Tommy called in. Why don't you say hi to you and was questioning why he, uh, uh, Colleen and, and JC didn't show up. 
I told you. I told, Connie I is in Alaska and JC is in the south well, of France. Well, that's what I told them. Yeah. And then, well, we got Bridgie, Bridgie Conway called in, and she has a quiz for you, Jerry. <laughs> on the, uh, she wants to know, do you know when the year that Harry Truman was born? No. And what president was he? See? And Manus told, him, don't, told her, don't do that. Don't bother Jerry. But, no, you know, Bridgie, she has to get her. No, you're, you're not supposed to look that up. I'll t- give you the answer. He was born in 1888, and he was the 33rd president. Yeah, that's right. And All he, right. Uh, from 1945 to 1953. Yes. Okay. And then we've got a happy 10th birthday for Luke Fox. And, of course, that comes from Grandma and Grandpa Fox. We'll do that in a minute, Ed. But first, these brief messages stand by. You know, when you're thinking of buying, selling, or leasing commercial property, there should be one name on your mind and one name only, and that is Terry Coyne. It's a big deal to go out and expand your business, contract your business, relocate, even renew with your existing landlord. We wake up every day and help people find new office space, new industrial space, retail, land, investment sales. In a sense, I manage people's money. It just happens to be hard assets. In our business, information is everything. You need someone who's got deep experience, knows the market, has a good team, has a track record. We're booming. It's never been better. For more information, go to terrycoin.com. The best European-style pub is nearby at Gandalf's in Valley City. Whether you're in for brunch, lunch, or dinner, the chef's inspired menu will cast a spell of deliciousness, keeping you coming back for more. Plus, live entertainment, a large craft beer selection, and great service make Gandalf's Pub one of the area's liveliest gathering spots. For great food and fun, it's Gandalf's Pub and Restaurant, Route 303 in Valley City. That's right. Make sure you stop out there and see Sean Lackey. It's a great little pub and a great restaurant also. Also wonderful entertainment. That's Gandalf's. For generations, Chambers Funeral Home has been a part of the great history of Northeast Ohio, providing meaningful funeral services what Chambers strives to provide. Pre-planning your future funeral arrangement is a wise and sensible choice in estate planning, and Chambers can help assist you and your family. From traditional burial services to cremation service, the funeral directors at Chambers are skilled in assisting families of all faiths and financial abilities. Please call Chambers Funeral Home at 216-251-6566 or visit them at chambersfuneral.com and they would be honored to discuss all of the many options available to you and your family as they commemorate a life well lived. Chambers Funeral Homes are proud to be family owned and operators and helping Greater Cleveland families since 1933. There are three locations in the Cleveland area now to serve you. You can call Chambers at 216-251-6566. It is 1025 here on the Irish Show on WHK AM 1420. Improve your golf game with Golf Tech. Take the next step to a better game with equipment and custom fitting with the latest technology. Golf Tech has six area locations. Your golf game goes further with Golf Tech. Visit one of Northeast Ohio's Golf Tech locations or go to golftech.com. Golf Tech, proven path to proven results. When locating the right care for your elderly mom or dad, look no further. 
O'Neill Healthcare has been providing outstanding elder care on Cleveland's west side for more than 50 years. Whether needing assisted living, memory support, independent living, skilled nursing, hospice care, dialysis, or rehabilitative therapies, we are here for you. Our team of physicians, nurses, and therapists deliver personalized care with compassion and quality at the forefront. You have peace of mind knowing they are with extraordinary people who provide exceptional care. O'Neill Healthcare is always improving the care of older adults and is the trusted choice for your loved ones. For more information about O'Neill Healthcare or to schedule a tour at one of our five facilities, please contact us at 440-808-5500 or visit us online at O'NeillHC. That's right. When you think of nursing home care or health care, make sure you remember O'Neill Health Care. Top of the morning. Western Reserve Group has proudly served Ohio for over 100 years. Their mission has been to provide families with quality insurance protection for their home, auto, business, and farm. For more information about Western Reserve Group, contact your local Western Reserve Group independent insurance agent or go to their website at www.wrg-ins.com to find an agent near you. Okay, it is 1027. Uh, the... Coming up at the top, at the bottom of the hour at 10.30, we're going to be hearing from Dennis and Mary McEnany. But in the meantime, bringing us up to that time, here's Nancy Griffin, and it's called Nevermind.
That was um, Nancy Griffin all the way from, um, I think it's San Antonio, Texas. I think she was born and raised in, but one of the one of the great folk singers and great composers. Do we have? Uh, yes, your Mar- guest is, is Mary on. Is she on the line? She's on the line right now, ready to go. Hi, Mary. Hi, Terry. How oh, are you? Oh, I turn up my sound. I can hardly hear you. There we go. There you are. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Very yeah. loud and clear. And Good morning, and Jerry. I'm on the other line. Hey, Dennis. How you doing? First I'm time doing on WHK. Thank, thank you. Thank Mary has been on a couple of times, but yeah, this is your first visit. And I, I want to say greetings from Cleveland, Ohio. It's a beautiful day here. Uh, and I'm sure likewise in New York, is it? It is beautiful. It is beautiful. It's about 70 degrees, sun shining, not a cloud in the sky. We're up in the mountains. And uh, hallelujah. All right. Listen, um, I want to I want to tear into the, this right away. And uh, after I talked to you the other day, I saw yesterday where Paul Krugman was out on the streets of New York saying that it was just beautiful, and he didn't see anybody robbing anything or stealing. What's your thoughts about uh, what is going on in uh, he New must York? Have, he must have been in the men's room of the New York Library, Jerry, because it's, that's not even close to the truth. New York City is, as you know, five boroughs. There's Manhattan, Queens, Bronx, Brooklyn, Staten Island. Um, we live in Manhattan, and fortunately for us, we're, we're in a very protected area up on the Upper East Side, private security. But Midtown Manhattan boarded up. Not a, speaking to somebody only yesterday, the day before, they, like a ghost, like a ghost town, like a ghost town, boarded really? up. Yeah, there's no, the restaurants are not open. They're, they're allowing outdoor dining and delivery, but there's not a soul in each in any of the restaurants. And it looks like it's going to be like that for a while. Why Why is New York in such a chaotic state? Well, I think it, 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 um, it parallels the, the other large cities in, in America, Portland, Cleveland, um, Portland, San Francisco, et cetera, in that... Um, Detroit. Oh, certainly Detroit. In that, there is a there is a um, a movement afoot to turn America into a socialist country. 
and mm-hmm. socialist slash communist country. And it's, and it's so obvious to me. Last year, New York was civilized. I mean, it was, it was just vibrant. Now, there's, there are, and I, Jerry, I wrote down a few things as, as, the, as the months progressed on a piece of paper, just keep in my head what I, what I have seen, heard, and felt. And it, it all adds up to, it all adds up to Stalin uh, in the Russian Revolution, Hitler through the Nazi occupation. And it is scary. And I'm just going to read them to you one at a time and see if you can put it all together. Control the media. We've, we've, the media is totally controlled in the state. Confiscate weapons. There's, there's a, a, a game on to take weapons through the NRA, as you probably know. I'm sure you do. Establish houses, uh, abolish houses away from worship. They're starting right now to close close churches, synagogues, etc. Down. Um, what else do I have here? Defund the police. Going through this. New York is going through that right now, as are other major cities. De Blasio's got you know, took 1.5 billion dollars out of the police force, according to Mary this morning. They're now going to rearrange the whole structure of that. Wreck the economy. Need, need I say more? It, it is certainly on its way down, um, and that's because everything's closed, uh, etc. Could you, in particular with Manhattan, uh, all of the restaurants and all all of the smaller restaurants and the mom and pop stores are definitely not, they're not able to come back. Uh, I have a friend on 57th Street, Jimmy Neary, who had an incredible business, and I haven't spoken, I don't really know what's going on, but I would imagine that Jimmy has an incredible clientele, and he probably has kept his kitchen um, open, and his business is probably running because he has a an incredible uh, clientele around there, uh, and they they come and he, he can he will they probably come and pick up their food, order in and take home, and that has become the norm in some of the restaurants where you call in and they will you know get you whatever you want and then you come and pick it up. Uh, but I think of the all the waitresses that waitresses that have been with him for 30 years, no money, no income, and and you know they depended solely on tips. And they are living in apartments in and around that area. I, I don't know how they're surviving. I, you know, in particular, there's quite a few that I know that I feel badly about. We left the city. We had to leave the city because of quarantine. And our building was very, very. Um, we had we had only one family, and no more than four could get on our elevator at any one time. And when they got off, it had to be disinfected for the next family to get on. Mm-hmm. And they're you know six feet apart with the doorman and with the service entrance. I mean, the restrictions are, I mean, very well appreciated and badly needed, but at the same time, it's, it's overbearing and it's confining. So that being said, we came, we're upstate New York in a different environment. Uh, it's, um, nobody in New York State, the whole of New York State, likes uh, Cuomo. They dislike him very much up here. And where we are presently is Trump country. Uh, and they, but de Blasio has really taken... Manhattan, New York City in particular, and has ruined the whole city. I spoke with a friend of mine from the Mayo Society last night who was a, a, a diehard Democrat. And when I brought up de Blasio's name to him, he said, oh, my God, I don't like him. And when I heard John say that, I was 
I was shocked. Oh. Nobody likes de Blasio. I, I think he basically got in on the illegal vote in Manhattan and okay. um, the way he's pushing it. Right now, he's, he has a manifesto that's going on where he is trying to, uh, he's, he's taking uh, input, he's making the police more community socialist workers. He is inter, he's taking the community and he's taking the police and he's, uh, this is what he's saying, this is what he said and this is what his objective is, is to have the police more into community security as opposed to policing the mm -hmm. city. So, uh, how would you compare it? We'll say how would you compare today to we'll say the time when um, Giuliani was Jerry, uh, mayor? I didn't hear that. What you, uh, I'm on another phone. What did what did you? What was the question? I say how would you compare today to when we'll say Giuliani was uh, mayor? Oh, night, night, <laughs> night and day, night and day, Jerry. Giuliani cleaned up the mess. Um, he he established law and order. He had the police doing their doing their stuff. The police the police are brutalized, <clears throat> excuse me, in the city. They're spit on. They're not regarded. They're, they're just, uh, and it all comes from the top. It, it all comes from de Blasio down. Jerry, up here, up here in the mountains, compared to New York City, an entirely different world. It is so Would, nice um, will, de Blasio, will de Blasio get elected again? Uh, I, I can't imagine it, but yes, I think, I think his base is strong enough that okay. he will. Within New York City. Within New York City, yes. All right, I would say, let me interject here, Jerry, because um, there is a man that uh, I had met years ago through the Mayo Society, and he had, but he has shown at the union vote of the NYPD the first ever t towards uh, President Trump. Pat Lynch has come out and, and, and really condemned de Blasio and has given the, the union vote to President Trump. So that speaks volumes of what's happening with the police oh, in Pat Lynch, New York City. Pat Lynch's people are from Mayo, aren't they? Yes, they are. His mother's family are all from Kachma, and uh, his uncles, I think four of them, have been past presidents of the Mayo Society, and uh, he is the real Was that the Mayo Highland family? Yeah. The Highlands. I know them because they used to own a, a bar called Carlo East in New York. Yes, Jim <laughs> owned that. Owned that. For, um, he died few, quite a few Jim years ago. Jim Highland. Yeah. Yeah, good guy. Good guy, great guy. What do you but think? But, I mean, that, that tells your audience if the, um, the, 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 the NYPD are voting for Donald Trump for the first time, I think, in the history of the NYPD. They are a very, they, they are a volume. There's a lot of people in the, a lot of uh, officers, past and present in the, in the NYPD, and Pat Lynch has come out, and he's met with he has met with Trump, as President Trump, and the vote his vote is going towards. And I think that's that's basically throughout the country, mm -hmm. from what I understand. What? But in particular, New York City. Now, uh, Cuomo, uh, for the restaurants that are open, he will not allow any kind of alcohol to be served. I this is what I understand. Inside, there's no there's no dining inside, dining outside. That being said, uh, on the outskirts of New York City, people were having dinner, sitting down in a restaurant in a suburban area, oh, yeah. and a whole bunch of the Antifa came, just pounced in on top of them, ripped up their seats, ripped up, smashed the dishes, and it, it, was, it was unbelievable. So people now, this is what they're doing now, they're putting a fear in people. When, when, and these in the suburban towns, when you thought it was nice to go out, or, you know, that you could go out, not so. This, 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 this yeah. Antifa have come in there now, 
and uh, are pushing themselves on the uh, What? Um, let me ask you this, Mary and Dennis. What is your reaction to Governor Cuomo telling President Trump he oh. better not come to New York? A, a, a joke. A joke. He's a narcissist. He's, he and his brother, they don't deserve to be in politics. They could not wipe their dad's ass. Pardon my <laughs> French, Jerry. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they are, I mean, <laughs> behind. They, they're, they're, they're pure and simple narcissists. They're gonna feed on. They're gonna feed on this here. It it goes to dependence on a higher authority, and they think they're it now. And a, a given De Blasio, could you summarize De Blasio? He's an avowed Marxist. Marxist. All right. So uh, my my next question is related to the Irish. The uh, the Irish pub, the Irish court, are, are have a huge presence in the pub and yeah. restaurant business. What has it done to Irish business in New York? Killed it. I think it's decimated it to begin with because, you know, they also, not only did they have their, you know, the, the patrons that came in, uh, but they also had musicians that would come in and, you know, the musicians, a cousin of mine uh, was a musician in some of those places and she would go in and play. All of those people that would you know, make extra money or make money, they would come in and play in those places. They're all closed. It's all, all closed. closed. Now, yeah. what would you say, is there, are there a lot of people leaving New York? Those that can oh afford to leave? Yeah. Absolutely. A friend of mine on the west side talks about, it, it's, it's, they call it you know, an exodus city. It's, it's constant day after day with all these trucks leaving. For, it started at the beginning of the epidemic when the people that had second homes took off from the city. But most of those people aren't coming back because they see the way the city is being handled. And right now they have, um, now what's happening is the people... Uh, that are, as I mentioned, you know, the people that are waitresses that have been in jobs for a long time and made good uh, tips and are probably in rent control departments, uh, especially in the east side. Uh, they 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 can't afford their rent anymore. There's no money. Mm-hmm. I'm sure their savings are gone. And and you take that time by all of the restaurants. I mean, think of Broadway is gone. There is there's no lights on Broadway. <clears throat> Everything. So the, so is, the entertainment is, business, even the Irish entertainment business, is pretty much wiped out. Absolutely, absolutely. And then, you know, you, you can't, like, for example, the Mayo Society that I haven't, I'm, I'm still a member, an active member, but I was very active, as you know, going back years ago. Yeah. You were uh, Mayo Person of the Year in 2008. Yes, I was. But um, I spoke with a friend of mine, John Gray, who was an officer there, and uh, he, they haven't had a meeting since this started, and they may be going back again. To mm-hmm. Same here. Kind of, we got the same uh, problem here. But... Um, let me ask you this: Would you would you consider keeping your place in the city, or are you going to sell it and just live in the country? What are you going to do? It depends on it depends on November three of this year, Jerry. Yep. If Trump if Trump is elected, and I do believe he's going to be, I think it's a silent majority that's going to bring him back in. But um, then we have to second think it. We have to think think it. Up here, it, we're we're free of the. Of the political chaos, we're free of the lunatic fringe. We can breathe fresh air without a mask, uh, unimpeded. The people are civilized. It's a whole different world. So we're enjoying. Not that New York City doesn't have its advantages. We have a staff in our building of 14 people at our bidding. Taxis are abundant, so we don't have to drive. We have charge accounts throughout the neighborhood where we just pick up the phone. A little different up here, but. It is such a pleasure. So, November three, November four, after the election, big decisions to be made. 
But Dennis, haven't been you haven't been born and raised in Manhattan. It must yeah. be a big change for you to be it out is, of the yeah. city. It, 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 I'm, I'm so sad to see. I'm so sad to see. And people have asked me if, in fact, New York is ever going to come back. And I can't believe that it's not. I can't believe that it's not. It's the, it's the home of publishing. It's the home of the finance business. Yeah. You guys were discussing the theater, the whole arts system in, in New York. There's just, just so much that was going on, and I can't imagine it all disappearing. Too many people would want to be there, see it, enjoy it, all of the attractions. Listen mm-hmm. now, so uh, more. Uh, here's a more, <clears throat> a more political question: uh, The two organizations, Antifa and BLM, should they yes. be branded as terrorist organizations? Oh, very much so. Mm-hmm. I, I do believe they're funded by, among amongst others, George Soros, and um, where, where where are they getting the money, Jerry? It's it's it is planned terrorism planned domestic terrorists. So that will open up all their, if they are, that will open up their books to the government. They can, um, right. They can monitor right. It, it. Just, it just goes to that whole Marxist piece of, you know, depending on a higher authority, civil unrest, divide the races, put it all together and it's, and it, and it spells communism. And it's really, really all right. right. Let me go back to, um, next, fr- I think it's next Friday. We're going I'm to be sorry? next Friday. We're all going to be remembering 9/11. You were both oh, yes. in New Absolutely. York. Were you Mary in the city? In the of it. Were you in the city for that awful tragedy? I was down there when it happened. I worked at uh, 17 Battery Place, and I got caught in all that horrific, <laughs> uh, you know, mess from from when it So you remember it well, Mary. The, the second city imploded, and I was covered. It was so frightening to me. Second uh, building. Yeah. But anyway, it was it was awful, and I I I have never been the same, and I never will be the same since that day. I mean, I would walk there, and I would see the police officers, and I would cry, and I would thank them, and I would hear the whistles. And when I was I was walking on the Upper East Side, I would hear the firemen, and I would cry. I mean, I would I went through a very bad time. I should have gone for therapy. I didn't, but. Um, I, I, my whole life changed. It was the most frightening thing. It was just, it was, it was absolutely incredible. I was down there, and I was running, not knowing where I was going, <clears throat> in, in in the streets because they're all named, and there was no transportation at all going uptown. Everything was stopped, and I had to. I was physically trying to get out of there, and I looked over on one little street, and I saw a taxi light, and I jumped into him. And I, I could not believe it. And somebody had said to me afterwards, it was my uh, my uh, guardian angel, and I have to believe it because I got into this taxi and uh, this man, this driver, was going back down from where I came and I started yelling at him to stop. Uh, he locked his doors and, uh, I mean, he couldn't see a foot ahead of him from this uh, implosion from the buildings. I can't, I don't know what it was. It was ash. It was terrible. But I can tell you that when I went back to work two weeks later, I had to quit. I couldn't take it. I would walk out on the street, and there was a little footbridge that went over the the the, the uh, Brooklyn uh, the the entrance from the from the Brooklyn Bridge, and I was walking over there one day, and I looked down and I saw the lens of a glass, and it just I could not believe it. I was so it just upset me so much. I thought I was walking on sacred ground that there was. Um, Somebody had been killed there, and the trucks would pass by in my office every day. I would see these truckloads of ash going by, 
and, and human remains in them. It, Jerry, I can't explain it to you. I oh, can't sure, explain it to anyone. I, I can tell you that yeah. looking at one of the towers and seeing the bodies falling. Yes. Yeah. I, I, even today, yeah. I, I can't. I can't. Yeah. Nobody, could, well, nobody can understand. For, uh, any, is there, are there any plans for, uh, for uh, a remembrance this, um, this oh, Friday? I have, to, I have to. I'm sure that they'll, they'll do something keeping social distancing and wearing masks, etc. But just let me add to Mary's story, if I may, Jerry. I, um, Mary, Mary had left for work, and I walked out of the apartment, and my, the doorman said, the, door, the morning doorman said to me, Mr. McEnany, look, a plane hit the, hit the World Trade Center, a small plane, and you could see all the way down Park Avenue, and there were black uh, plumes of smoke. So I had a meeting in Queens over the bridge. I, I walked to the garage, got in the car, drove. I'm, I'm driving over the bridge, get into Queens, turn on the radio, and I hear this. And I hear the World Trade Center has just been depleted, just been destroyed. I, I immediately thought of Mary being down there. There was no communication. There was no communication at all. There were no lights, of course. Everything was shut down. You couldn't get back into the city. I had to stay at Mary's cousin's house in, on Long Island. And all night, all night long we saw those pictures but of that plane hitting that building. To your point about uh, uh, commemoration, they, <coughs> it has been, I think, somebody defaced it, if, I, if, I, if I'm thinking properly. Uh, uh, they did something to it. Right now, the, 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 the situation and, and the atmosphere in Manhattan is very very precarious. People are just on edge. Um, the people are coming back slowly, but not as uh, I don't think they're coming back from their second homes in, to begin with. That's mostly the Upper East mm -hmm. Side. My friends <clears throat> on the Upper West Side, uh, what Mayor De Blasio has done on the Upper West Side of Manhattan, <clears throat> excuse me, which which is really a family area with schools. He has taken all the homeless out of shelters mm, and yeah. off the streets. And he has put them into, you know, high-end high hotels, good hotels on the Upper West Side. And the people up there are moving out in droves because they're afraid to have their children on the street. Jerry, everybody's looking over their shoulder in yeah. New York City. Everybody's looking over their shoulder. So Paul, Paul Krugman wasn't really telling the truth, was he? No, because <laughs> last week on the Upper East Side, they had this man at 1030 in the morning try to rape a woman. And, I mean, he was on top of That's this very graphic. And they had it on television. I mean, you're not going to see it in the, ma the mainstream media, but this man was on top of this woman. And there were people by. There weren't a lot of people. But nobody intervened. Somehow somebody must have said something mm -hmm. to him, and then he walked away. They do have him on camera. But you think at 10.30 in the morning, getting on a subway, that yep. you're That's afraid pretty to get brazen. On. No question about it. And this but, is in an area that is not a cri high crime area. Now, de Blasio was out yesterday talking about the, the, he's trying to, um, in, you know, the, with, with, the, with Harlem in particular, they, they're talking about the police need to be re-educated. And the crime, shootings has gone up by 200% in Manhattan. Yeah. Gun sales yeah, as well. Yeah. So right. Manhattan is not a Manhattan. Well, and, and also on the outskirts of Manhattan, things are not well. I mean, in the bur the outdoor bur no, outdoor yeah, worse, worse. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, bur listen, uh, Mary Janice, I'm going to have to leave you. We're coming up against Sorry. some breaks here that has to be done. 
Uh, great talking to you both, and thanks for all the information. It's a, it's a kind of a personal view of what's going on in, UC in New York City. Yeah. Uh, but I, I really thank you, and we will talk again. But Jerry, well, it's always good to hear your voice. It, thank, uh, enjoy your stay out in the country. We'll do that, okay. for sure. Okay. Thank you. Bye, Mary. Bye, Dennis. Bye, Jerry. There they are, Dennis and Mary McEnany, New York City residents for a number of years. Mary was Mayo Person of the Year just a few, uh, in 2008 in, um, in New York. Do you know that, Eddie? Yes. She was um, Mayo Person of the Year. I, I okay. heard you say that. Okay. All right. Uh, and happy 90th birthday. The Joyce Walsh, and that's from the Coleman's, the Clutes, the Lavelles, and the Lowry's. And also, happy 90th birthday to Neil Raleigh, and this is from all your friends at St. Pat's. Well, all right, I'm going to have to play this commercial for them now. All right. Because Joyce Buick, great sponsor. Wait a minute, this for radio. a 90th birthday, you're playing a commercial? I am. <laughs> Hang in there, you'll get this, a good song later. My, yeah. Right after this. Hi, I'm Mike Joyce from Joyce Buick GMC, inviting you to visit our dealership for a new Buick or GMC. Joyce has a great selection of new Buicks and GMCs in stock, and we're offering you the best in pricing and customer care. Come see why Buick is the fastest growing car manufacturer in the U.S. Joyce Buick GMC, serving you for over 45 years. That's right. If you want to buy a, a Buick, a new or used Buick, or a new or used um, pickup truck, you got to get to Joyce Buick GMC. They have all of the latest models. The Envision, the Buick Envision, the Enclave, the Regal, and of course they have the truck, the Durains, the Acadias, the Sierras, the Yukons, all available at Joyce Buick GMC. So make sure you get to Joyce. Their number is 440-934-6600 or you can go to the website drivejoyce.com get out there and meet kevin and mike and sean joyce and when eddie's nephew is there seamus you meet him also so joyce buick gmc the best place to buy a new reu scar uh, it's 10:56 here on the irish show on whk am 1420 i want to play um this to bring us up to the top of the hour and it's um it's the singer that sang the ave maria at the close of the republican convention a few weeks ago and the reason it's so significant is this young man was uh, at the east side irish american club for the christmas concert here he is to sing he's italian he sings great sings like uh, all italians they're all tenors and they're all great so here he is his name is Christopher Machio. Christopher Machio, here he is. It's called Nessendorma. I know Tom Kelly likes this. He finishes his program with a few bars of this every every Sunday. Stanza, 
This is AM 1420, The Answer, WHK, W273, DG, Cleveland, a service of Salem Media Group, WHK, Cleveland. There you are. What are the great, great Italian modern uh, Italian tenors? The name is um, Christopher Maggio, and the name of the CD is called Sweet Moments, Dolce Momenti. Uh, he's wonderful. He, was, he did a great show at the Eastside Irish Club with Andy Cooney, and he is part of the New York Tenors Group. Andy is one of those also. That's why he was in Cleveland. It's 11 a.m. here on the Irish Show. We're going into our number two of the program right now. So you can call us at 216-901-0945. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Eddie came in to tell me and to remind me that there was a mural of, um, there is no, there was. I think it was yesterday. There was a mural of Joe Biden unveiled in my hometown of Bellinac, County Mayo. Joe's family came from his great, great, great grandfather, who was a Blute, B L E W I T, was born in Bellinac, County Mayo, and immigrated to America, uh, well, 150 years ago. Anyway, the mural was unveiled last night by my friend. Terry Riley, who was the former editor of the Western People, Bellinay. Joe is pretty popular there. And, of course, another name that's linked to the Biden name in Bellinay is the Finnegans. So uh, the next time I go to Bellinay, uh, Mary McEnany and I will be seeing a picture of Joe Biden. The meantime, here's Seamus Egan in the group.
Hello. Yes, there we are. Some somehow or another that thing cut out rather quickly, Eddie. I don't know why, but it did. Anyway, you got some requests for me, I think. I do. Jerry Donovan called in. He says one of the most underrated uh, uh, tenors, Irish tenors, Brendan O'Dowda. That's if, right. He's right. He, he got to get one of his songs on there. Actually, uh, I think I might have like Gallandrine. I don't Long know. Gallandrine. Yeah. Jerry, oh, right. Jerry was president of the UAW over yeah. at, uh, at Ford Motor Company, wasn't he? Yeah. And there was a, a, another caller, brand new caller, uh, just uh, started listening. He said he uh, he he loved hearing what was the, the uh, from New York. Uh, mm-hmm. He loved listening to well, that, you, you and he what, says you know very nice, interesting. You know what's nice about Dennis and Mary? They give you that personal view of what it's yeah. re- really like. We get the news. Yeah, it's a little different, and a lot of the time it's very slanted. Yeah, uh, in in one way or the other. So uh, here you get the the real thing. Yeah, right from the residents of the city. Like Alan Eddie, we got to get that up there. I, 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 I will. But right now I want to tell our listeners about our trip to Ireland, which is going to take place next um, June the 16th. Seems like a long way off. It is, I know, but at the same time, we, are, um, we need to make arrangements now, and that's what we've done. We're going to be leaving Cleveland on the 16th of June. We're going to be arriving in Dublin in the morning of the 17th. And right away, we're going to take take our bus on to Belfast. But along the way, we're going to stop at the Boyne Valley Visitor Center. We're going to stop at Newgrange uh, and see the the uh, five thousand year old um, uh, Newgrange monument. Also, visit the actual tomb of Newgrange, which is aligned to the midwinter sunrise, so that the beam of the rising sun falls directly into the chamber. And then on to Belfast, check into the hotel. We're going to be staying at the magnificent Grand Central Hotel in Belfast for two nights. Uh, We're going to be touring around the north of Ireland. Of course, we're going to the Giant's Causeway. We're going to take a look at that rope bridge and see if it's open. I know that we're repairing it, the rope bridge. Everyone wants to take a a little journey across that bridge and also to Dunluce Castle. Uh, there for two nights, and then we go on to Donegal, and we're going to check into the hotel, the central hotel in Donegal Town. We're going to tour all around the, the county Donegal. There's some magnificent cliffs looking out on the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, we're going to be in the central for two nights. Then we journey on to Mullamore Head, and, um, and, on the way, and then eventually we arrive in Ballina at the Manor Hotel situated right on the river moy we were the last time we were there that's where we stayed the food was great the town was wonderful and of course the hotel is wonderful so we're going to journey all around mayo going to stop in kong uh, the place where the quiet man movie was made also we're going to take a journey up to sean's bar which is an athlone it's a little outside mayo but we're going to uh, go to Sean's Bar because it's supposed to be the oldest pub in the world. When we're done in Mayo, then we're going to go on to uh, to Galway and we're going to check into the Galmant Hotel in Galway. And uh, then we're going to uh, we're going to go to Inishmore, the island off the coast of Galway, the Arden Islands. It's part of the of the three Arden Islands. Uh, we're going to spend uh, two day two days in Galway at the Galmant Hotel. And then our last night will be in the Old Ground Hotel in Ennis. So now, if you wander around the town of Ennis at that time of year, 
All the pubs have music in them. There's traditional music everywhere. So it is really the um, the center of Irish music, of Irish traditional music in Ireland. It all takes place beginning the 16th of June, and we will be coming back to America on the 26th of June out of Shannon Airport. It's a great. It's going to be a great tour. We have uh, we have quite a lot of reservations already. I don't know the number, but it could be as high as 20. Um, there is some talk that CIE might limit the number of people on a bus. If they do that, of course, that means we won't be able to take as many. So get your reservations in, get your deposits in as soon as you can. I want you to call Tim at the station here, and he will send you out this brochure that I am reading from right now. You call Tim at 216-210-0828, or you can email him at T. Vaughan, V-A-U-G-H-A-N, at SalemCleveland.com. That's T. Vaughan, V-A-U-G-H-A-N, at SalemCleveland.com. Here, um, coming up next, we're going to be hearing from Celtic Thunder. Called the Mull of Kintyre. Kintyre, oh mist rolling in from the sea. My desire is always to be Rome all of Kintyre. Far have I traveled and much have I seen. Dark distant mountains with valleys of green Past painted deserts, the sun sets on fire As she carries me home to the Mall of Kintyre Mall of Kintyre
Oh, it's a classic written by Paul McCartney, of course, at 12 minutes past 11 o'clock here on the Irish Show on WHK. Again, our trip to Ireland, leaving the 16th of June next year, leaving uh, from Cleveland, going to Dublin, and then coming back out of Shannon 10 days later. It's nine nights. A lot of the tours you get these days are eight nights. These are nine. So all the information, the brochure, call Tim Vaughan at 216-210-0828. That number, once again, 216-210-0828. And Tim will send you the brochure. All right, Eddie, you you have something. I got one quick one here. Uh, We need a special song for the Queen of Westport, and this is from one of your devoted cousins. Mine? My cousins are, are her cousins. Hers. Oh, hers. Oh, okay. Well, let's see what I pick out for, for the Queen of Westport. How about this lively one called the Dingle Regatta? <laughs> These are the Pogues.
There they are, the folks, here on the Irish Show on WHK. 16 minutes past the hour of 11 o'clock. You can call us at 216-901-0945. We'd love to hear from you. Now this message from O'Neill Healthcare. When locating the right care for your elderly mom or dad, look no further. O'Neill Healthcare has been providing outstanding elder care on Cleveland's west side for more than 50 years. Whether needing assisted living, memory support, independent living, skilled nursing, hospice care, dialysis, or rehabilitative therapies, we are here for you. Our team of physicians, nurses, and therapists deliver personalized care with compassion and quality at the forefront. You have peace of mind knowing they are with extraordinary people who provide exceptional care. O'Neill Healthcare is always improving the care of older adults and is the trusted choice for your loved ones. For more information, about O'Neill Healthcare or to schedule a tour at one of our five facilities, please contact us at 440-808-5500 or visit us online at O'NeillHC.com. Hi, I'm Mike Joyce from Joyce Buick GMC, inviting you to visit our dealership for a new Buick or GMC. Joyce has a great selection of new Buicks and GMCs in stock, and we're offering you the best in pricing and customer care. Come see why Buick is the fastest growing car manufacturer in the U.S. Joyce Buick GMC, serving you for over 45 years. If you would like to see the great selection of Buicks, GMC cars, trucks, SUVs, all available at Joyce Buick GMC. All you have to do is to go to your computer and type in drivejoyce.com. That's drivejoyce.com. Or you can go and visit them and you meet Kevin and Mike Joyce and Sean Joyce, the owners (coughs) of Joyce Buick GMC. You can see the complete selection of enclaves, envisions, regals, terrains, Acadia, Sierras, Yukons, all available at Joyce Buick GMC. Great leasing, great financing, and of course, great coffee while you're waiting, having a, waiting for to talk to somebody. You can call them at 440-934-6600 or visit them at 3839 Chester Road, right off I-90 in Avon, Ohio. It's 19 minutes past 11 o'clock here on the Irish Show on WHK. You can call Eddie right now at 216-901-0945. Here's Brian Bigley and Brian Holland, and this is called the Thatcher's Mallet. Thank you. 
Okay, it is 22 minutes past 11 o'clock. Ed Fitzpatrick. We yes. have an, we, I had an anonymous caller uh, telling about Ballina, about a, a very high-end place called the Oaks. You only, you're only allowed one hour and 45 minutes. And somebody was in there for their having a wedding anniversary, and they, the, the waiter came up and says, you have 10 minutes left to finish and get out. You know, and then apparently, now I don't know if this is true, it's all hearsay, but the minister, one of the ministers came in and wanted them to hold their receipts for 28 days and see if all these people are keeping up with what they're supposed to be doing. I said, well, my goodness, you got the Gestapo checking up on you. Eddie, look, I just heard that the leader of the Senate over there, that he had to resign. Oh, because he, he organized gone. the golf outing a few weeks I ago. I know, I heard about that. And uh, a minister from Bellarmine, I think his name is Derek Caleri, yeah. he resigned because he was he went to the dinner after oh. the golf outing, yeah. and um, you're not supposed to do that. Oh. They are they That's are it. really lowering the boom there some, on the violations. Some, some woman in California had her hair done, didn't? And should she resign? <laughs> I don't know. We won't That's get into that now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to ask Dennis and Mary McEnany Well, if, 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 that. if that was in Ireland, you know, she'd be gone. Uh, but the, here's the good thing. Our good friend Jerry Donovan. And Jerry, uh, Jerry Donovan and his wife, they came to Ireland with me several times. Jerry was born and raised in Belfast, actually, and came out here to, to America and worked his way up through the, at the Ford Motor Company and became head of the union there. He's a wonderful person, uh, and uh, he really knows his Irish music. So, Jerry, this is for you. Brendan O'Dowda singing La Galandrina, which is the swallows. And just a side note on Brendan O'Dowda, when I lived in Dublin back in the 70s, uh, I used to go to a little place on the outskirts of Dublin called the Balrodri Inn. And Brendan O'Dowda used to do an annual show there. He was there for five weeks on the, the, the music and poetry of Percy French. It was just wonderful. Anyway, here's Brendan to sing La Galandrina. For you, Jerry Donovan.
Jerry, uh, Jerry is right. Jerry Lundgren is right. He's a beautiful singer. That's um, Brendan O'Dowda. Here's Mary's Lane. Well, it's 3 a.m. and I'm just getting home. No messages on this tired phone. Now the dogs are howling. The stomach is growling. And there ain't no food in here except a shot in this beer. But it was. One of those nights When everything's alright You're taking yourself when you turn on the 
Oh, that was Michael Crawley. He wrote that song, actually, with Mary's Lane on the Irish Show. 11.34, call Eddie at 216-901-0945. You'll, uh, he'll love to talk to you. Tom Kelly is in the studio getting ready. He's getting all fired up to get going with Kelly and company at the top of the hour, so make sure you stay with Tom. Here's what I think, Eddie, is the definitive song about immigration. About a young lady called Noreen Bond. Oh, yes. About a young lady that went off to America. And, um, well, you listen to the words. This is really, really definitive story. Noreen Bond, DJ Curtin. There's a spot in old Tirconnell. There's a wee house in the glen where dwelt an Irish colleen who charmed the hearts of men. She was winsome, fair and hearty. Shy and graceful as the fawn Neighbors love that widow's daughter Happy laughing Noreen Then one day there came a letter With her passage paid to go To the land where the Missouri And the Mississippi flows So she bade farewell and next morning at the dawn, a poor broken-hearted mother bid farewell to Noreen Bond. Many years. That mother waited Till one morning At the door Stood a gorgeous Looking lady All grand The clothes she wore Saying mother Don't you know me Cheeks 
Telling the song there, there's a graveyard in Tyrconnell. Tyrconnell is another name for County Donegal. 11.39 here on the Irish Show on WHK, AM 1420. Eddie is standing around here. You can give him a call at 216-901-0945. Here's Alison Krause.
1141, call us at 216-901-0945. As I said, get ready. Tom Kelly is coming up at the top of the hour. Here's Petty Riley and another great song about immigration. It's called Fields of Athen Rye. Written by Pete St. John. By a lonely prison wall I heard a young girl calling Michael, they have taken you away For you stole Trevelyan's corn So the young might see the morn Prison ship lies waiting in the bay. The prison ship sailed out against the sky For she lived in hope and prayed For her love in Bodley Bay It's so lonely round the fields of Athenry 
the small free birds fly. Our love was on the wing. We had dreams and songs to sing. It's so lonely round the fields of Athenry. Patty Riley sings The Fields of Athen Rye, written by uh, Pete St. John. His actual real name was Peter Mooney. He was born and raised in Dublin. Uh, back in the day, this is, we'd say, go back into the 50s and 60s, there were not, there were not a lot of Irish musicians in Cleveland. There were a few, like uh, uh, Bartley Reap. I don't know if some of you remember him. Uh, Frank Barrett. Uh, Jimmy Giblin. And, of course, Pat O'Malley. And Pat O'Malley had a band called the Emeralds. So I know his daughter lives in Texas, and she listens to the program quite a lot. And Linda O'Malley, of course, who used to sing with Sean Moore's band. She would be the daughter of Pat O'Malley. But Pat had a great little band called the Emeralds, and they really kept traditional music alive uh, in the 50s and the 60s. And this goes back. Now, this was re-recorded from an old LP. So it's a little scratchy, but it's still pretty darn good. So here's the Sally Gardens and the Swallowtails and Father Kelly by the Emeralds, Pat O'Malley and the Emeralds.
Yeah, the, uh, the Emeralds on the Irish show just had an email come in from Jake Boland and it says Tommy Murray passed away suddenly last night. Uh, it's 11.51 here on the Irish show on WHK AM 14.20. Now this message, quick message from Golf Tech. Stand by. Improve your golf game with Golf Tech. Take the next step to a better game with equipment and custom fitting with the latest technology. Golf Tech has six area locations. Your golf game goes further with Golf Tech. Visit one of Northeast Ohio's Golf Tech locations or go to golftech.com. Golf Tech, proven path to proven results. Here's a song by um, uh, Joe Dolan. It's kind of out of character for him because he was a rock and roller, but he recorded this one called The Westmead Bachelor. Sure, I am a Westmead bachelor, the age is 63. I don't intend to marry or to raise a family. Sure, I'm happy and contented just to live a single life. And that's the reason why I don't intend to take a wife away. With the red stuff on her fingernails and varnish on her toes. Last Thursday at the market in the town of Mullingar, a friend he introduced me to a famous movie star. She was married several times before to men of every breed, and she thought she had a sucker in the bachelor from Westmeath with the red stuff on her fingernails and varnish on her toes. Now I'm living with me brother and his little cat and dog I'm earning seven and six a week for working on the bog Why should I change this life of ease to one of struggle and strife And that's the reason why I don't intend to take away for With the red stuff on her fingernails and varnish on her toes
Well, folks, that's the music telling us we got to make for, way for Tom Kelly and company coming up at the top of the hour. Make sure you stay with Tom. He's here until 2 o'clock today. Our program is brought to you by Chambers Funeral Homes, Gandalf's Pub and Restaurant of Valley City, Ohio, Golf Tech, Joyce Buick GMC, Ohio's number one Buick dealer, O'Neill Healthcare, B.J. McIntyre's Irish Pub and Restaurant, Terry Coyne of Newmark, Knight & Frank, and Western Reserve Insurance Group. All of these good folks bringing you the Irish Show this morning on WHK AM 1420 and on the internet at whkradio.com. Back at you again next Sunday right here on WHK. Until then, I want you to remember the words of John Locke when he wrote, Oh, Ireland, isn't it grand you look like a bride in a rich adorning? And with all the pent of love in my heart, I bid you the top of the morning. I'm Jerry Quinn. Good day. programs, views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420 The Answer or Salem Media Group. Ever felt like someone had you over a barrel? Like they might be taking advantage of you? Not a good feeling. So if you've got a sewer problem and you feel like the other plumber isn't shooting you straight, here's what you do. Call my team at Wyatt Works Plumbing and we'll give you a free second opinion. Before anyone sells you on expensive repairs, have my guys come out and scope out your line We'll show you pictures, and we will shoot you straight on all of your options. Most of the time, simply cutting out the root intrusion or jetting away the clog, that's all you need. And if you do need more, we can usually repair your sewer line without any digging because we have the most advanced pipelining equipment on the market. But beyond the cameras and all the fancy equipment is this. I would 